And here we go. Hey, how you doing? It's Wednesday morning, last day of August, 2022, August 31st. This is the Freight Broker TV podcast. My name is Mike. I'm your host. We get together, and I've got an announcement. We've got this all figured out now. For now. <laughs> We've been trying to come up with a new schedule, and by golly, I believe we got it. Every Tuesday... We will be dropping a YouTube video, the Fuel Update video, on YouTube. That's a new feature we just started last week. We're going to be doing that on Tuesday. Wednesday will be the FBTV podcast. Then we will have a topic video drop on YouTube on Thursday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Thursday, YouTube, Wednesday podcast. we got it going on now. At least for the time being. How is your week going so far? We're going to be talking about fuel prices. If you watched the uh, fuel update video yesterday. Well. (laughs) You saw something kind of uh, strange. After nine weeks of uh, the uh, price per gallon dropping. Boy did it shoot back up. In a big way. Talked about that yesterday. We're going to be uh, talking about that today on the podcast as well. My thoughts on that. Gasoline, too. As of uh, the time we're producing this FBTV podcast, still no gasoline average price per gallon on the EIA. We'll talk about that today. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Everything from uh, things about trucking, the topic today, we're going to be talking about email again. If we have time, we're going to be talking about foods to avoid before bed. And uh, headlines. uh, Hey, the uh, Truck Driver Appreciation Week is coming up next month, September. Going to be talking about that. Anyway, it's August 31st. Today is Eat Outside Day, Matchmaker Day, and Trail Mix Day, whatever all that might mean to you. Eat Outside Day, don't ask me, Matchmaker Day. I never was one to be a matchmaker. I don't think I set anybody up in all of my years. Was I set up? I don't think I ever was. Had a couple of blind dates. Those never went well. But anyway, it is what it is. Okay, today's impossible question. Let's get to that. The average person, and before your mind drops off in the gutter, let's keep it between the lines. The average person says they were 16 years old when they first experienced this. What is it? That's today's impossible question. And keep it between the lines, not in the gutter. All right. Now... What is going on? Uh, I got so much stuff here to uh, talk about. Let's talk about fuel prices. Let's get let's get right to that. If you watched the video yesterday on YouTube, our fuel update video, you'll find that on our uh, YouTube channel, Freight Broker TV. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Freight Broker TV, and voila. <laughs> anyway, we talked about fuel prices now. <clears throat> Let's start off with diesel. After nine weeks of the price of diesel dropping, boy, did it rebound yesterday. 21 cents. Went up 21 cents a gallon 
from last week, up to $5.12 a gallon. Now, same period a year ago, three thirty-four a gallon. Then two years ago, two years ago, two forty-four a gallon. Huh? What has changed in two years? <laughs> so the EIA, I think this was a correction more than a, an actual jump. Now I could be wrong, but I think it was more of a correction. Okay. Now. Uh, you, you, the AAA, after the EIA went down there for about a month on the uh, average cost of diesel here back in June, something like that. Well, we went looking for another source to be able to get an average fuel price, and we turned to the AAA. AAA, yeah, over the past week, they've gone up a dime, so there's something more to it. But uh, a lot of this, I think the extra, 20, uh, 11 cents or whatever, could be correction. We'll get to that in a little bit. Anyway, gasoline. Uh, every week, the EIA will post the average cost of diesel per gallon, as well as the average cost of a gallon of gas. Now, like I mentioned a moment ago, back in June, I think it was around June, the EIA went down as far as providing the average cost of a gallon of diesel. It was like four, five, six weeks maybe we went without it. And that, that's an important thing because a lot of trucking companies and shippers, they use that as a gauge for their fuel surcharge. Well, guess what? Yesterday, or Monday rather, when these prices do post, every Monday the EIA will post them on their website, there was a notice due to technical difficulties, and this notice looked like the one back in uh, June for diesel. Due to technical difficulties, we are unable to publish the motor gasoline prices in today's gasoline and diesel fuel update at this time. We will publish them as soon as the technical issues are resolved. That's how the EIA started with the diesel prices back in June. Then they kind of sidestepped and went another route saying that uh, they were doing a new matrix or something like that to be able to calculate. And for the last umpteen weeks, I've been... Uh, talking about, well, comparing the EIA diesel prices to the AAA diesel prices, and the same with the gasoline. Well, the gasoline between the EIA and the AAA were pretty much neck and neck, pretty much parallel, like, okay, they, you know, got the same formula going on. But the diesel prices, holy smoke, they were dropping left and right. I mean, the AAA was uh, pretty much... 10, 15, 20 cent difference between what the EIA was saying and what the AAA was saying. AAA was stating, I think, more of what the true price was. Well, I think that this EIA diesel price, this 21 cent correction, I think it's a correction, is getting things back on track because now... The EIA and AAA are just, what, a nickel difference. Where they've been 10 to 15, 20 cent difference here over the last few weeks. But anyway, it is what it is. AAA uh, shows that uh, gasoline is at 384 a gallon, down a nickel from last week. 
389 Now, that's from the AAA. That's not from the EIA. And looking at the diesel prices per gallon, uh, diesel is up a dime from a week ago, according to the AAA. So, 497 a week ago, 507 average now. So, we'll see. We will see. Let's see what happens next week. That's going to be interesting. Are these going to be pretty close to even next week, or are they going to be far apart like they have been? But is what it is. Spot rates from last week. Uh, we went over this yesterday, too, in the uh, fuel update. Van rates uh, down 0.8%, flatbed down 2%. Refrigerate, is that right, 2%? I don't think that's right. I think that number's wrong. I think it should be 0.2. But let me double-check, and I'll tell you. Just take me a second. got to pull this up on the, uh, on the interweb, or whatever you want to call it these days. Where is it? There we go. Let's see what we're looking at. We're looking for uh, flatbed spot rates. No, no, I was, I was right. We we got it right. Flatbed spot rates are down 2% from a week ago. Reefer is down 0.6%. Spot rates from last month, and keep in mind, we're talking August to uh, July. Uh, van rates are down 10 cents a mile, down to 2.54 on average. Flatbed down 23, 3.07 a mile. Refrigerated down nine cents per mile, and uh, that's going to be around 290 average. Now remember, the spot rate is an average rate a broker is paying a truck to move the load from point A to point B. If you've ever noticed the contract rate tools that are available out there, the contract rate tools are actually providing you an average rate per mile that a shipper might be paying a truck to move the load from point A to point B. But you got to be careful there. That word contract is what will throw the wrench in that if you're a broker thinking about using a contract rate tool because a contract rate it's solid for a 12-month period whereas the spot rate will fluctuate day to day depending on uh, what's happening in the industry so if you're using a contract you know a few years ago people you know were using that contract rate tool a lot brokers were <clears throat> and then they saw uh, they saw how it could bite you because uh uh, four or five years ago, around uh, November, December, re refrigerated rates shot up to over $5 a mile to go up to the uh, northeast. Well, if you were using a spot rate tool, you saw that, you knew it. But if you were using a contract rate tool, you were still out there trying to bid freight for 250 a mile, something like that. But anyway... Know the tool you're using. Average fuel surcharge uh, this week, 64 cents a mile. That's up 3 cents a mile from last week. All right, let's talk about email for a moment. We talk about this. Matter of fact, i got videos on it. We're going to have another video on it coming up because it uh, seems like people don't get it. If you are a broker... Trucking company, I don't care if you're a dispatcher, you are the driver of the truck, and you have your own authority, you're operating under your own authority, one truck outfit, you're driving it. It doesn't matter. First and foremost, email is not a text message. It's a business letter. Do you hear me? Business Perception is reality. When it comes to brokering or transportation, the way your customer or the person you're doing business with perceives you, that is going to be their reality. 
if they perceive you to be unprofessional, not businesslike, that's going to be their reality. So, email is very important. I can't tell you the number of emails I get on a daily basis. No signature. I have no idea who sent it except from the email address. And I'm, I have to go back and start looking. You know, I have to do this. Okay, who is this person? Sounds like it's important that I should know them, but they didn't take the time to sign their email. Even if you are using a cell phone, you can add a signature to the email. Don't just assume that the person you're emailing knows who you are from the email address. I had somebody the other day, it has nothing to do with email, but they text our business phone. I mean, why someone would think that our business number number was a number to text is way beyond me. But that, that's that, and it's not really their fault. It's just that that's the uh, thinking that's going on today. We've gotten away a little bit from proper business etiquette, and that takes away from the professionalism. And believe me, perception is reality. If you're a broker and you're dealing with a customer or a trucking company, you want to appear, you, you want to be perceived as professional as possible. People appreciate that. That gives the uh, entity you're doing business with the perception or confidence, I should say, that they're dealing with somebody that's going to take care of whatever it is you're doing at that moment, be it taking care of a load for your customer or taking care of the uh, truck. See what I mean? Now, signatures. doesn't matter if you're using a uh, email client that comes on uh, your, <coughs> on your uh, telephone, it's on your computer, be it Outlook, whatever you might be using. There is a way to add your signature. The signature will will put whatever you want it to at the end of each of your emails. So generally, that's going to be your name, company name, phone number, whatever you want in there. You really want to put in your full name. The company. If you got a website, maybe your website for your company. Telephone number for sure. So at the conclusion of each email, that's going to automatically be posted on that email as your signature. It's very easy to do. Very easy to do. Matter of fact, uh, a lot of phones, the signature is really a commercial for their phone, if you ever look. This email was sent using an Apple iPhone. This email was sent using an Android or whatever it might be. See what I mean? You want to change that. Just go in there and make your signature. So that way, anybody that gets an email from you knows exactly who you are. It's going to keep them from having to go look. Do you really want a customer? Do you really want to make it hard on a customer or even a trucking company as far as that goes, trying to figure out who you are? Your email should include the salutation, the body, the signature, salutation. It doesn't have to necessarily be dear Joe, dear Frank, dear Betty, whoever. But hey, how you doing, Bob? Hi, John. Hi, Bob. You know, whatever it might be. That's going to be your salutation. The body. 
this this again it's not a text it's not a text message use proper paragraphing okay formatting of the uh, email you don't want everything ran into one long sentence and I get those I think everybody does then you got your signature now using the reply on an email this happens way too often too a reply should be used when you are replying to specific topics in that email if you're writing an email to someone and it has nothing to do with other topics this should not be a reply it should be created as a new email I get replies uh, from people sometimes that uh, uh, the conversation or the email conversation we were having ended a year ago yet instead of starting a new email they'll hit re they'll, they'll find an old email just hit reply and go from there you don't want your customer getting confused you don't want the trucking company getting confused if the email has nothing to do with whatever topic that that was don't hit reply start a new email see what I mean now, when we're going through training, I always recommend to my clients, don't use email to prospect. And I know there's a lot of different companies out there that say use it. Hey, whatever happens, happens. The reason I say don't use it is because that's going to be considered spam. I can't tell you how many emails I delete every day without even opening the email. I see it. I know it's spam. I delete it. The only time you should use email to actually prospect is if that is what the customer requested. You may have called. They said, hey, no, you got to email them. You know, they, they're not taking calls. You have to email. That's the only time you should use email to prospect. See what I mean? Otherwise, you want it to be one-on-one. <coughs> -on -one. And don't leave a voicemail when you're prospecting. You want that first conversation to be a conversation live, one-on-one. -on -one. That's going to allow you to have that personal contact and allow you to begin building that relationship, be it with a carrier or a customer. So keep that in mind. If you don't know, my name is Mike, obviously, and I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa. You can check us out at Taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We've been around for over two decades. We, uh, we assist uh, people uh, with uh, their freight brokerages, be it consulting, training, even in a mentorship program. Maybe, maybe you're someone that has been wanting to start a freight brokerage or maybe someone wanting to get into the industry. Yeah, we can help you. We always recommend everyone start out as a freight broker agent that allows you the opportunity to begin your broker operation under a licensed broker. So that way you don't have to go out and spend all this money and take all the uh, weight of the world on your shoulders by starting your own freight brokerage. Gives you the opportunity as an agent to gain experience, build a book of business before you get out of here and take on the weight of the world. If you'd like to uh, check us out. Go to Taltoa.com, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We have several packages up there. Many, many, most of our packages include 
in-depth training, no travel, live training, or on-demand, your choice. Once you have completed the training, you can enter our mentorship program. That's where you will be able to start your broker operation as an agent through us under our licensed brokerage. And that is followed by a consulting period. These periods of time you can be in the mentorship program, the uh, consulting just depends on the package you choose, anywhere from 3 to 12 months. So check it out. Now, if you're starting a freight brokerage, or maybe you've started one, you got a freight brokerage, we have a couple of packages there. Going to add a, be adding a new package, too. Be looking for that coming up, I think, next week. But if you're a freight broker, yeah, we have Freight Broker, Freight Broker Plus packages available for you. And what separates them uh, from the uh, basic and the standard is those two packages are designed for a brokerage because both of those include our 12-month consulting period. Maybe you've got a brokerage. Maybe you started a brokerage. Maybe you're thinking about starting a brokerage and you're going, hey, that's what I want. I want that 12-month consulting, but I want mentorship. I want to be in that mentorship program so I can build my customer base, gain experience before I go out here on my own. Well, those two packages include mentorship. It's an optional. It's included, but it's optional for you. You got your choice, six-month or 12-month mentorship. But each of those packages have our standard 12-month consulting period. So anyway, check it out, Tatoa.com. All right, you have questions, Q&As. We haven't done away with the Q&As. We're still going to be doing those. If you have any questions, uh, you can email them to us, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Check out our website, freightbrokertv.com. We have forums there, and you can even Skype us. Just open your Skype app and do a search for FBTV. And you will find us. All right, today, this is it. This is it, folks. If you're a... I should say Ann. If you're an owner-operator, the deadline to file that form 2290 is today. You want to get that done, you can do it online. You know, a couple of clicks of the mouse in Google and you'll find it. If you do not file today, there are penalties. So get this. Vehicles that travel 5,000 miles or less or 7,500 miles or less, if used for agriculture purposes are considered suspended by the IRS. No taxes are owed in regard to these vehicles. But Form 2290 must be filed. If Form 2290 is filed late or the tax is not paid, <gasps> penalties and fines will accrue for all of these vehicles. The fine for not filing Form 2290 is greater than the fine for not paying the tax. This is why it's important to do both. For every month the deadline is missed, there will be a penalty of 4.5% of the total tax due for up to five months. If the heavy vehicle tax, heavy vehicle use tax 2290 is underpaid, there will be a penalty of 0.5% of the tax due. Additional interest charges of 0.54% accrue each month that Form 2290 is not filed. This is why it is important to not only file Form 2290, but pay the heavy vehicle use tax as well. I think it's, what, 550 something like that a year? Hey, coming up, we've... Uh, next month is the uh, Truck Driver Appreciation Week. It's going to be uh, happening September 11th through 17th. 
And Loves and Flying J, Pilot Flying J, I should say, have announced uh, truck driver appreciation deals. Loves, uh, you'll find fresh food and drink deals from September 12th through 16th. Free hot sandwich or fresh salad with an oil change. On those dates as well, September 12th through 16th. Discounts on Amarillo Supply Company products throughout September and October. Free Amarillo Supply Company hat with the purchase of a three-pack of gloves for $9.99. Or any of the six Amarillo Supply Company safety items promoted at 15% off throughout the month and uh, extending into October. What about Pilot and Flying J? Surely they're doing much more. <laughs> Truck driver appreciation. Up to three free drink choices in the My Rewards plus TM app each week. That's going to be happening uh, September 1st through October 31st, including Pilot fountain drinks, coffee sodas, energy drinks, and water. Earn up to 500 bonus points in September with new activated in-app challenges. Discounts on various deli food items all September using the My Rewards Plus TM app, including a 50% discount during National Truck Driver Appreciation Week, again, September 11th through 17th. In October, you can earn even more points, up to 5 points per gallon when fueling after activating Push for Points in the My Rewards Plus TM app. And uh, free safe and road ready checks in September by Southern Tire Mart. Got one of those right down the street. I use them all the time for, you know, my vehicles, personal vehicles. But anyway, by Southern Tire Mart at Flying J. With every check completed, drivers will be entered into a raffle for a chance to win one of three sets of Bridgestone Premium Steer Tires. Now, that's a chunk of change. If you haven't priced steer tires lately, which I haven't, but I know they were... Really high dollar when I uh, when I had my trucks, man. All right, what else going on? Average used Class Eight prices went down a little bit in July. Again, the average U.S. retail price for a used Class Eight vehicle in July inch past <laughs> ninety thousand dollar to tower over the year ago price, but it also dipped slightly from the month before. Talking about June. To extend the market's ongoing softening. 90000 is not much softening, if you ask me. That's according to ACT Research. July's average retail price was $91,928. $91,928 for a used big truck. A year ago, it was only $64,226. <laughs> July was also down 1% from June's ninety two seven thirty four. The fourth consecutive sequential decline, a monthly decline of 1% to 2% in used truck prices, is typically typically viewed as normal depreciation. In June, the average retail price for a used Class 8 fell 6% compared with May, which was down 2% from April's average. April was down 1% from March, and all this information from ACT Research, ACT Act Research. Ah, uh, did you... <laughs> What a mess out there in California, around San Francisco. I-80 was shut down the other day. Big rig crashed and spilled hundreds of pounds of tomatoes when it drove into a center divide in the San Francisco area. You know, that sounds very much like that autonomous truck we talked about here a few weeks ago that made a 
sudden left-hand turn all on its own into a concrete center median. Anyway, several lanes on Interstate 80 were still shut down for hours due to uh, dangerous amounts of loose tomatoes on the road. Investigators determined that the truck first crashed to another vehicle near an on-ramp, causing the truck driver to lose control, hit the center divide, and launch, launch, it says, launch its cargo into the street. Vehicles trying to pass through the uh, now tomato sauce also crashed into each other. It became a very slick situation. <laughs> no major injuries have been reported. Uh, the driver of the big rig, two other individuals were treated at the hospital. More details as they become available. Does that mean tomatoes are going to cost more? Probably. If you notice that, any, any excuse, like, you know, Sriracha... Have you priced that lately? That's stupid. I mean, it's been that way all summer. You know, luckily I had a couple of jars stashed. I like my little sriracha sauce. And, uh, you know, 20 bucks for a bottle. I've seen that at some places. You know, forget it at the store. I mean, it's nuts. Now, now if you look online to buy that stuff, yeah, you can get it at a, a lot lower price, like six or seven bucks a bottle. But then they rack you on shipping, man. Like 20 bucks, $25 to get one bottle shipped to you. And our grocery stores around here, well, they're stuck with it. You know, they buy it. They, they buy it. Nobody's going to, well, very few will spend $10 for a bottle we used to get for 4 bucks. You know, give me a break. But anyway. Hey, if you're in Arkansas or you travel in uh, through Little Rock, kind of tired of that road construction on the bridge on I-30. Well, good news. The Arkansas River Bridge in Little Rock is going to be opening in September. Schedule open to traffic according to the Arkansas Department of Transportation. I-30 traffic in Little Rock and north of Little Rock will shift onto a new Arkansas River Bridge uh, next month. Doesn't give an exact date, just says September. This is going to enable construction crews to begin demolishing the uh, existing river bridge. This brought part of the... Uh, 30 crossing project. So, there you go. What else is going on? Man, we got all kinds of news around here. This is one reason why uh, we have decided to do the uh, podcast once a week. We may have a special podcast here and there. But so, uh, we have enough news to talk about because some weeks we are having to reach deep to get some news. But not this week, boy. Diesel supply below average in the Northeast. You know, I was reading a thing yesterday about uh, energy bills in the UK. Well, the people over there have been warned that, hey, getting ready to go up 80%. 80%. So if your average has been, what, 100 bucks a month for your energy, it's going to go up to 180%. And you know they're always wrong in that number, so it's probably going to be 100%. But anyway, uh, diesel supplies uh, below average in the Northeast. Diesel and heating oil supplies in the Northeast are more than 50% below the recent average, raising concerns that uh, extreme weather could cause severe supply disruptions. That's according to federal officials. Fuel supplies are lower than normal across the country for a lot of reasons, but... Uh, significantly worse 
in the Northeast. So that's going to be something. Uh, while we're talking about the Northeast, New Jersey gasoline tax to drop one cent on a better than forecasted demand. New Jersey is cutting an automotive fuel tax by one penny per gallon after the consumer demand was higher than projected. That's according to uh, the state treasurer. The petroleum products gross receipt charge will drop 30.9 cents for gasoline and 34.9 cents for diesel starting October 1st, a month from tomorrow. With the state's separate motor vehicle fuels tax added, the combined per gallon state fees will be 41.4 cents and 48.4 cents. 41.4, 48.4. I'm sure the 41 will be gasoline, 48 will be for diesel. That's usually how it works out. All right, did we get caught up on the uh, news? Yep, we did. That's the uh, trucking news so far. Hey, if you're having a birthday today, you're in pretty good company. Happy birthday to you. You're you're really good company. Uh, Caligula. It's reported that Caligula was born on this date back in the year 12. <laughs> uh, in 1903, Arthur Godfrey was born. Buddy Hackett, 1924. James Coburn having a birthday today, born on this date back in 1928. Richard Gere. You know, sometimes names pop up on this list of mine. And it really makes me feel old. Richard Gere, 73 today. Marsha Clark. Remember her, the prosecutor in the O.J. Simpson case? She is uh, 69 today, so if you're having a birthday, happy birthday to you as well. Uh, this day back in history, Thomas Edison patented the kinetoscope. That was the device uh, which produced moving pictures. 1895, the first professional football game takes place in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I bet that, 127 years ago, the first pro football game. 1954, I figured this would have been going back a lot longer than that. U.S. Census Bureau is established. Well, they had censuses. I guess this is the Bureau. I don't know. 1955, the first solar-powered automobile is demonstrated in Chicago, Illinois. Don't see those around very much anymore, do you? At all. <laughs> so it didn't work out real well. Did you see that? California is doing away with gasoline-powered vehicles by 2035. You will not be able to buy a gasoline-powered vehicle in California by 2035. Now, if you've got a gasoline-powered vehicle, they say you can still drive it. But you can't buy it. I guess you can't sell it. If you decide you want to sell your used vehicle in 2035 and it's gasoline-powered, you're stuck. You're going to have to go out of state. <clears throat> I don't know how they're going to do that. Anyway, this date back in 1933, if you're out in North Carolina, <clears throat> the Outer Banks, well, you remember this date, Hurricane Emily hit the coast. So, All right, we... Uh, Well, that shouldn't be there. All right. Okay, these are actual news headlines that we've collected from various news sources. Just the headlines. There is one in here. We usually don't go into the story about, you know, with the headline, just tell you the headline. But there's one in here. It's going to require telling you some of the story. Anyway, news headlines. A Mickey Mantle baseball card sells for $12.6 million. That's not too off the wall, but this one might be. 
Fisherman gets ruler tattoo to measure his catch. I get that sort of, but I don't. <laughs> Why didn't you just measure from the tip of your finger to your uh, elbow? But anyway, I guess he thought a tattoo would be much better and much easier. I think he's going to find it's going to hurt. <laughs> Not the tattoo, but when he goes to measure a fish. Plop that fish on his arm and one of those gills sticks him. Ouch. All right, here's the one that's going to require some uh, explanation. Baby name sounds like a bacteria. Mother is mad at her sister for laughing. <laughs> Baby. All right. Only in America, right? All right. Here's the story. The baby was named after the brother-in-law, who is named Sam, and also the sister's name, Ella. These wingding parents <laughs> named their baby Salmonella. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Salmonella. And uh, Mama got mad at sister for laughing. There's going to be a lot of laughing going on. Poor kid. Anyway, Nebraska man squashes record for floating in a pumpkin. <laughs> no details there. And Hillary Clinton posts dancing photo in solidarity. I'll get it here in a minute. Hillary Clinton posts dancing photo in solidarity for Finnish prime minister that got busted for twerking and all that fun stuff. Uh, I wish Hillary wouldn't have done that, but... Anyway, wasn't it her that was dancing? I don't remember. I, I didn't see the video. Anyway, it is what it is. Hey, here's a from the uh, Did You Know department. Movie trailers were originally shown after the movie. That's why they're called trailers. How about that? All right, what else? Oh, we said we were going to tell you. Foods to avoid before bed. And I can attest to a lot of this. Uh... Especially one uh, I'm looking here, I can see it for sure. All right, here we go. Foods to avoid before bed. This is according to askmen.com. They say if you're looking for a peaceful night, here are 10 foods that you should avoid right before bed. These are ice cream. Yeah, they say ice cream's loaded with fat, so you're not giving your body a chance to burn any of it before bed. All the sugar you're going to pump in your body is going to give you a lot of energy. And uh, eyes wide open, right? Celery. That was a weird one. Celery. Seeing celery on this list might surprise you, but there's a simple reason for it. Celery is a natural diuretic. What that means is it's going to make you pee a bit more than usual. Diuretics elevate the rate of urination because they push water through your system, which means that if you're dipping into too much celery right before bed, your body will probably wake you up and say, hey, hit, hit the head. <laughs> Vegetables are some of the most nutrient-rich foods you can give your body. But ones like celery, yeah, you, you want to stay away from it right before bed if you want good sleep. Now, here's one I saw on this list. I mean, you know, the ice cream, yeah, I get it. Celery, I had no clue. This one, I knew because I live it. Pizza. If I want pizza, it better be for lunch or brunch. But if I have pizza after 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, forget it. I will know it, and I will suffer that night. 
says here, if you want to give your stomach a good workout before bed, feed it some greasy, salty pizza. Your stomach, like the rest of your body, would love to relax when most of the other organs are chilling. But pizza isn't exactly a light meal. Your tummy is going to have to get busy. It's going to have to stay up late. The layer of tomato sauce has high levels of acidity, which, yeah, I can attest to that. Which is just another catalyst for acid reflux. Here, here. But in general, fatty and greasy toppings, especially high-fat meats and cheeses, do a good enough job on their own, stirring up heartburn. And that's and believe me, it's not the wake-up call you want in the middle of the night. But anyway, that's pizza. I knew that one. Candy bars. Never really thought about. It. I, I don't. I, I eat some candy, not a lot, but I do have a sweet tooth. If nightmares about the monster in the closet or the gremlins under the bed disturb your sleep, you might want to avoid candy bars. One of the easiest and worst ways of breaking out of a deep sleep is from a nightmare that's very real. A recent study has shown that 7 out of 10 people who eat junk food like candy bars before bed are more likely to be prone to nightmares. How about that? How about that? Nightmares. Never knew that. Cereal. Cereals. High amounts of sugar. Lots of carbs. Might uh, wake you up a tad bit. Garlic, obviously. Might want to avoid garlic before bed if you're sleeping with your better half. But you want to avoid it for other reasons besides bad breath. Garlic is known as a hot herb. And along with uh, spicy food, it tends to have some properties that will cause you heartburn. Think about it. Tomato sauce on a pizza. I can't eat spaghetti either. I mean, anything with that tomato sauce stuff, forget it. You know, it's got to be early in the day. But anyway, those are the uh, 10 foods. Uh, you got ice cream, celery, pizza. That's not, that's not 10. That's only, why do they say 10 foods? Well, they gave us six. Ice cream, celery, pizza, candy bar, cereal, garlic. You want to avoid those. Some of those you may have already known. Some you might not have. Uh, this is a new law in New York. You may have already seen it. It's now illegal in New York for someone to the, under the age of 21 to buy a can of whipped cream. Yeah, they're trying to stop teens from inhaling nitrous oxide. To be honest with you, I never knew that you could inhale nitrous oxide from a can of whipped cream, but I do now. <laughs> Laughing gas. But anyway, it is what it is. Uh, AMC and Regal Theaters are celebrating National Cinema Day. Cinema, Cinema Day. That's coming up Saturday. If you have an AMC or a Regal Theater near you, they are offering you $3 movie tickets. AMC is offering... Also, a $5 drink popcorn combo. Probably a small drink and a small little thing of popcorn. <laughs> I don't know. Nice of them to uh, try to get you back in the theater. I don't go to theaters anymore. I, I, I just can't do it. You know, matter of fact, uh, bought Top Gun the other day. Bought it to watch on my TV. Cost too much, but I wanted it. That Elvis movie. That Elvis movie they got out cost more than uh, the Top Gun movie. They waited a long time for that Top Gun to come out. And that's been done for three or four years before COVID, wasn't it? Didn't they start shooting that and have that in the can about the time COVID hit? 
then they held it back waiting for uh, everything to relax so they could push it out there I think it was supposed to be a Christmas movie at one time then I think it turned into a summer movie spring movie whatever anyway is what it is alright where is uh, we got the impossible question where'd it go Well, I had it here a moment ago. Oh, there it is. All right, today's impossible question. Let's get this done before we wrap it up, get out of here for this week. The average person says they were 16 years old when they first experienced this. What is it? And like I said, keep your mind out of the gutter. Keep it between the lines. The answer, their first cup of coffee. 16 for a cup of coffee. I started having coffee when I was a kid. My, my, my mama fixed it for me and it called it Soka. It was a little bit of coffee, a lot of milk, a lot of sugar. And that, and I drink coffee to this day. Matter of fact, you can't see it, but I got a big old uh, Yeti mug full of coffee right now. Hardly ever leaves my side. I still have my mug that I used to carry with me when I drove a truck. Big old mug. Matter of fact, I used to. Well, back in the days when I drove a truck, you could still get metal coffee cans. I think there's some companies out there that still have the metal, large metal coffee cans. And I would put that on the floor of my truck, and my coffee cup would fit right in there. And it would keep it from turn, turning over because the cup holders in my trucks never were big enough for the coffee mug I had. So, anyway, it is what it is. All right, I want to remind you, Tuesdays, it's Fuel Update, YouTube TV, or YouTube, Freight Broker TV on YouTube, I should say, youtube.com forward slash Freight Broker TV. Tuesdays are the uh, Fuel Update videos, and then we have a topic video we will drop on Thursdays on YouTube. Every Wednesday is going to be our weekly podcast, and we may drop one here and there extra occasionally if you're listening to our podcast we appreciate it we ask that you subscribe give us a thumbs up five stars whatever leave a nice comment if you wish helps us uh helps more people to find us you know what i mean even on our youtube channel yeah if you'd uh, subscribe to our youtube channel that helps us grow gives us thumbs up Make a comment, good comment if you wish. Don't forget, if you have any questions, Q&A. We're still doing Q&As. Get them to me. You can get them to me via email. FBTV at FreightBrokerTV.com. Our website, we've got forms on our website, FreightBrokerTV.com. And your Skype app. You can find us on Skype. Just do a search for FBTV. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for uh, this week's Wednesday morning August 31st, last day of August 2022 podcast. Go have a great Wednesday. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. We'll talk soon.